How do fear and trauma affect the way we see ourselves? How does it change the way we interact with the world around us? When we undergo trauma, our minds create narratives to try to make sense of that trauma. That narrative, if we allow it to, can come to dominate our perception of reality. Now, all of us on this podcast have worked with people and mostly kids who have experienced a lot of trauma. And we have seen how that trauma can shape a child's perception and their relationships. And so today, as we dive back into Avengers Age of Ultron, we'll get a better sense of Joseph's story while also discussing the tension in narrative therapy between dominant narratives that are created through trauma and preferred narratives that help us move in a direction of healing and wholeness. And so all of this in the hopes that you can better understand the ways that fear and trauma can cloud your vision and how to best move forward. Welcome to the Live a Meaningful Story podcast, where we learn how to navigate life one film at a time. We are four friends with backgrounds in storytelling, filmmaking, teaching, and narrative therapy. Join us on our quest towards telling and living our stories more meaningfully. I'm Derek Hatch. My name is Nick Natal. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Joseph Wilson. I'm Jason Lin. All right, riddle me this, guys. What do all of these have in common? Riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron. You can't put us in Batman a box. Batman V. I, oh. You can't put us in a box, I'm, Derek. I'm not. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let me pause real quick. I'm not putting you in a box. I'm putting you in I, a I, I'm going to. I'm going to reframe something I said. So oh, well, in, in, in the episodes with Nick and I, I, I talked about this like core identity story, right? I'm going to reframe it because I've been reading this book called What Stories Are You Living by Carol Pearson. It has been blowing my mind because what she talks about is that there are certain types of stories that manifest through archetypes. Mm. And these stories we gravitate towards in different periods of our lives. Mm. So, in other words, we can have multiple types of stories that we find ourselves drawn to based on the season of life yeah. we're mm. in. Okay. Is that better, Nick? Yes, I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to clarify that because I've been do I I've been doing some digger deeping on uh, some digger some bigger, deeper digging. Deeper, deeper digging. digging. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dinkelberg. <laughs> But but nevertheless, for the sake for the sake of no but but for the sake of this episode, I'm going to say riddle me this: What do these have in common? All right, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Batman v Superman, Bridge of Terabithia, Bad Dawn movies. of the Planet of the Apes, Django Unchained. Oh, you're reading all Hancock, <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors, Transformers, Rogue One, Three Hundreds, the Zack Snyder's Justice Is it League. Me? Am I the I don't know. I the, like am them. I the, the answer to the riddle? Me? They? They're, I like them they're, all? They're Joseph movies. Okay. <laughs> At least in my eyes, they're Joe I movies. I thought it was going to be much deeper than that. <laughs> no, well, they're Joe movies. underneath the Joe movies. So. Uh, but what uh, is uh, underneath uh, the Joe movie? That's the question. That's a great and, segue. You yeah, know? Distinction. The, the, first, the first thing that I noticed when I looked at all these movies is all of these movies at some point get really dark. 
Yeah. Whether it's Koba with a machine gun or the yeah, the girl getting awesome. killed in Bridge to Terabithia, yeah. like this sweet, wholesome movie. Like, Joe, you, <laughs> what is it about the dark that <laughs> you're attracted to? Well, you know, everyone has a little bit of a darkness in their hearts. The I'm dark, the, Tony the dark says, night. I never trust a guy without a dark side. I you're, mean, to be fair, wow, it's, that is you. I also yeah. agree with that. So <laughs> I feel like they're it, like everyone's gone through a dark season in their life or a dark path. But no, there's there's always an element where someone has to go through a dark path in their life. And yeah. their life. And during that dark path in my life is where I felt like I really got closer to God. Because yeah. I was so alone in that, that it was mm-hmm. all I could trust was God. Yeah. So I guess I can relate when people are really at their lowest, because I guess I can see what happens after the fact. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's... I guess we can say that's that. And sometimes I just like seeing but dark people stuff. in pain. Yeah. yeah. Comforts me. <laughs> the comforts in pain. I'm not the only one. Yeah. It's like, oh, we all go through a little that's bit. That's true though. Yeah. It's good to it's good to see that other people go through it, you know. It is so, for real. Like, yeah, no, that, it I'm is. not the only one. Oh, we can yeah. do it together. It's like we, literally, we can do it together. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's something that Tony didn't ha- or couldn't really grasp in the movies that we can do this together. Cap Cap grasped it. Yeah. And he said it and then they weren't there in Infinity War and Cap, just Cap wanted to do war together. <laughs> <laughs> Whole different we'll thing. Do that together. Yeah, right. Yeah. And guess what Cap we lost. <laughs> so and you weren't there. Yep, see? So Joe, I want to put my coaching hat on for a second. All right, wait. And I want to ask you a question. Yep, I got the hat on now. All right. So I'm the patient hat. There's a scene in early on in Age of Ultron where Tony is getting this vision. Wanda mm. is getting into his mind and it's clouding his vision because he's seeing his fears and his trauma come to life. Mm-hmm. This guilt of, I haven't done enough. This fear of, oh my gosh, what happens if I fail? If I powerless, right? To save people, to save the world, all these different things. If Wanda were here right now, she messed with my mind. And she clout and she got in your head. Mm-hmm. What would you see? Honestly, I think I would see the fear of becoming the fear of being what I used to be mm. with a whole bunch of what I with the anger that I held, with the with the resentment that I felt and just totally disconnecting myself and personally just being like in my like thinking that I'm in control of everything. Yeah. I feel like it would be that and just the, and a sense of fear of yeah, a fear of that because after that like after that point it's just a disconnect of, of everybody. Um yeah. I'd be failing in this season of time I'd be failing a whole lot of people. I like where I am now isn't where I used to be, so if I slump back to where I used to be so much would be damaged. Um, yeah. So yeah. So it sounds like the fear of losing what you have now. Yeah. Fear of being the the one that ruins it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's being a, my own worst enemy because I know I yeah. can be my own worst well, enemy. Well, and there's a lot you just shared there that's very similar to Tony. Yeah. Which you know, if you guys don't know out there listening, Joe and Joe that's Lee jo- Stark, yeah. right? They're- so honestly, that's why I didn't pick like Iron Man or like Iron Man three or, or anything like that. Yeah. Because. During in that season of Age of Ultron, I was also kind of going through my dark path too. Mm. So, like when the movie came out, yeah, when like 2015. So I was like, oh, okay, I am Tony Stark. (laughs) So it kind of (laughs) really solidified all that. But yeah, I, I really do connect like with Tony in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, Yeah, wanting to be the one to really, at the end of the day, I would put down my life for 
anyone yeah like that i hold close to because yeah. i wouldn't want to be the one to survive if you guys didn't or like if people in my family didn't and stuff like that so there is also a deep fear that i tell nancy i was like i'm gonna have to go first like i'm not gonna lie i, I can't deal with you dying i mean it's that's a joke but it's also very serious there is a, a fear of that because I've lost people before, not yeah. in a physical sense, but it might as well be. I recently just reconnected like with one of my brothers and I haven't seen him for like 12 years. Wow. So there is a sense of, and I've, there's family members and even siblings that I haven't even seen for longer than that. Yeah. So I understand what it is to lose family, but I also know how it is to gain a family. Right. I have a new family now. So if I lose that or if there was a loss of that, mm. there is a result, a possibility of going back to the way it used to be. But well, I wouldn't want that. And hopefully mm -hmm. I would, you know, God in my community would help me not go back to that way. But I know how I can get, you know. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's that new kind of family that makes that, that possible to move past it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you see that Tony is in this movie. He's with the Avengers. And this is, I think. We didn't get to dive into this much in the last episode, but this is probably good now because when you get to about the halfway point in the film, they have suffered major loss. Not only did they create Ultron, not only is Ultron out of control, but also Wanda got in everyone's head. Yeah. Got in Cap's head, got in Thor's head, got in Hulk's head. Interesting that she couldn't get yeah. in Hawkeye's head. That is really interesting because you already did that mind control I, thing. Well, yeah. I actually, I actually, <laughs> it, it, it goes deeper than that though. I actually think that Hawkeye is healed. Yeah, he's mm. the, like I think that's the real. <laughs> no, it's not. No, 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 no. Not bad. Not like you're stupid. Yeah, no, yeah. That there's no, there's nothing he. There's the, no fear to manipulate. Latch yeah. onto. Well, Hawkeye has found that kind of family and yeah. has healed mm -hmm. from his trauma. Mm -hmm. But the other Avengers don't have that. Which is why he's yeah. boring. And that's... Well, <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather be boring. I'd rather be watching movies, though. But I think yeah. that's what makes the farm scene so interesting because I think the farm scene is representative of the Avengers having to find that kind of family within each other. Because mm -hmm. Hawkeye has already found it, but he's the catalyst. Yeah. He's the one who's not, the fear and trauma doesn't cloud his vision anymore, right? And we'll see later in the film with the way he's able to deal with Pietro and Wanda's trauma and able to help yeah. heal that so that they can do what's right, right? So he is the one who is healed and he's helping others to do that. But with Cap, Thor, and Hulk, they all got distracted from their mission. Their fear and trauma clouded them so much that it distracted them from their purpose in that moment. Yeah. And so when they get on the farm scene, why are you shaking your head? Because <laughs> I'm thinking of Luke's, is, is Hawkeye Luke Skywalker? Is he Like aspirational? Aspirational? I think he is, Hero yeah. Story? I, but it's weird because when you get to Endgame, <laughs> they completely do a Luke Skywalker with him and make him this dark, you know, gritty character. Grit, yeah, because he they lost his family. Out. Yeah, and he's not boring I mean, anymore. That's why you like Luke well, in no, the Last he, Jedi. No, <laughs> he, he, no, Hawkeye's boring in all the way through. Why does it come back to Last <laughs> Jedi every time? Take a shot. <laughs> but I didn't do it this time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the farm scene I really think is they they have to work through that. Yeah, they have to work through that together. And there's something so satisfying about watching. Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury washing dishes in like the most mundane of environment 
and they're just sitting there, like having a around conversation a dinner table, after, literally yes. playing darts, and, like eating mm-hmm. food. Yeah, this is the most human of any of these movies. Yeah. Like the party scene is great because mm-hmm. it already yeah, shows I like that. the party yeah. scene. I think represents the potential that they have for connection mm-hmm. for that kind of family. It shows like if the fight were over. What kind of bond? We could still hang out. Yeah, they, they have a bond. But the farm scene is where they need to re reconnect because they are disconnected at that point. Yeah. And I think just the the mundane settings of chopping wood, going out and trying to what Fix is so. fix the tractor yeah. or something, mm-hmm. trying to you know clean up the dishes after dinner, figure out what to, how you're gonna fix up the dining room or the next room. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just, and and and, there, and it's like oh I get what you're doing, Joss Whedon. Like mm-hmm. you're trying to trying to through Hawkeye's healing, you're trying to create a setting, a platform for where their healing can yeah. take place. Cause it's the only way that they're going to move forward and be able to fix the mess that their trauma has produced. Yeah. And honestly, that's what really happened to me too. Like I, I really needed community to help me out of my mess. Cause again, all I thought was, it's just me. It's just me. I can, I can handle this. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. But it wasn't until I got into community that I mm. saw Oh, I have a, I have a lot of flaws and I can't do it on my own. And to grow, mm-hmm. I need to understand that I can't keep acting in this way. Were there ever moments when you were in that community where. I hated it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> basically <laughs> moments where yes. maybe you saw that fear, maybe that Shutting fear that. of yeah. connection, right. Of oh, genuine, yeah. authentic connection. Definitely. I mean, even still today, there is a, there is a sense of fear of like, opening up my, myself to new people. It's less, but when I moved out here from Florida, you know, that was uh, from California to Florida. Yeah. Derek, yep. California life. I'm with you. There was a, I was, we it was just, com- <laughs> it was everything that. Oh, with that, the yeah. bus? Yeah. We, we lived like less than an hour apart from it's, each other. It's wild. It's wild. We could have been friends. I know we could have, especially since I went to Fontana for I know, my man. cousin. That's like, so wild. Yeah. That, like we're literally that close. Yeah. Anyways, um, are reunited the important thing state. is we're yeah, here right? now <laughs> in a better state. But anyways, but I was alone. Like I just had my, my, my mom, my sister, her family, like yeah. I was completely alone and to go into something else where I had to be completely open with people um, yeah. was very difficult for me yeah. and I could play the part, you know, mm-hmm. I could do these things and kind of fake it off. Hey, he, ha ha's, you know, trauma mm-hmm. creates funny people, but to really dive into it was really hard and it frustrated me yeah. because it's just like you got to burn this stuff out and I did not want to burn this stuff out and also I thought people were very annoying <laughs> yeah but now I don't think that anymore you yeah. don't part <laughs> well and you need okay. in community you need that person who's going to call it for what it is yeah so like Tony talks to Nick Fury and he says that he he saw the Avengers failing and he saw that it's his fault and and Nick Fury kind of calls out that that's he doesn't say it like this but it's like the fear is driving him right he told him that you weren't the one to create war or you made a lot of things but war isn't one of them yeah Yeah. so you you have somebody like Nick Fury is kind of the one who shows up and just says guys get your shit together (laughs) but then at the same time he's also the one to kind of be like you know this meant something yeah like he's grounding them in what the Avengers was meant to be all along yeah and that's what they needed to be reminded of because they've lost sight of that because they're in themselves right Mm -hmm. they're no longer thinking about their purpose and what they can do together they're you know caps whining and mourning over his lack of getting the dance 
Thor is yeah, like one you know, dance, bro. Like Thor's, over it, man. Thor's mind is literally somewhere else. Yeah, like he's yeah. in a completely different, different movie. movie yeah. Which I thought at first, when I first saw that movie, I was so annoyed by it. But I'm like, this is actually kind of good storytelling yeah. because shot back to his movie. Yeah. because because yeah, he's literally in a different movie. Yeah, and it feels like a different movie, and I think that's intentional. Yeah, all the while, and then all the while, you've got Bruce and you've got Natasha trying Natasha. To- yeah, and they've got their own trauma and what they're trying to do, that that scene, like by the way, that scene when they're I think they're like in a bedroom or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's at the that's at the farm. At the yeah. farm, yeah. And they're just having a conversation. I'm like, man, the MCU has moved so far away from this kind of thing mm-hmm. where we're literally just having characters just, just talk. talk. Yeah. Like yeah, everything is so fast paced and the farm stuff feels really slow in a good way. Yeah, I love that. But yeah. but when they're talking and Natasha's like, let's just run away. And, I'm and like, she was almost about to run away at the final battle. Yeah, too, and I'm like, that kind of now that's me. interesting yeah. there, what it's showing, right? Because it shows that, like, on the one hand, there's a beauty of it. It's two, like, people who are finding connection together. Yeah. But they're also, and I think this is true, there's people in our lives that, I've been thinking about this, there's people in our lives that we this happens too, where there's people that it's just, they take us away from what we're ultimately mm. called to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so Natasha's like, let's just get out of here. Let's just go and run away, be happy, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because like Hawkeye has the whole family, but he still knows what he's supposed to yeah. do. But Natasha's like, yeah, he's she's like, we're monsters. Like we're we we can we need to go and just be monsters and do our thing. And that'll actually set up Hulk's a uh, whole other yeah. journey he goes on where at the end of the movie, I mean Hulk is the most tragic character because he ends the movie. Alone with his alone, he yeah. ends the movie holding on to his trauma. Yeah, unresolved. yeah, and it and it's kind of a really interesting thing to do in a in a team ensemble superhero movie where you know Cap is going to. We see a foreshadow that Cap is going to have his own team, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got his team. There's like a sense of humanity that Cap is going to get anchored to, like with them, and we know it later. But Hulk, Bruce Banner. He's still got his trauma yeah. and he's just running away at the end. And so there's, there's a tragedy to that. Yeah. But yeah, but I just love that whole farmhouse sequence. Like that is some of the best stuff in any of those movies. Honestly. It's, and it's them trying to connect despite their trauma. Like Mm -hmm. Tasha and Bruce are like, we could have a future. We could have this. And Bruce is like, no, not impossible. Not going to happen. Can't happen. Yeah. So that's the plan. And he's just like, no, can't. And then that's ultimately where he goes. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a line that talks about like everyone creates the thing they dread. And it's interesting because when we create, yeah, we can create out of trauma too. Yeah. And again, to go back to last week with the Tower of Babel, right? Like even Bruce and Tony are coming together. They create something yeah. with Ultron that they think is going to be good. But when you create out of that place, and it's interesting because like, I love music. I'm a musician and Mm -hmm. so much good music out there comes out of trauma. Mm -hmm. It just does. It's people create out of that, right? You can either do that and you can sit in that trauma for the long haul or you can release it in some way. It's even like a legacy of your trauma. If you're operating out of trauma, the legacy of Tony's trauma is Ultron and the death of so many people. Yeah. And if, like you said, if you keep operating out of that trauma, it's not just going to affect you. It affects other people around you. Yeah. Well, and it seems like there's people that create things 
that later come to regret the things they create. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always fascinating. And it's because when a sense of healing takes place and you look back on something and you, you realize like, oh, I don't want that thing to represent me. Because when you create something, you're giving life to something and it's you can't help but create in your own image. Mm -hmm. And so what happens, you know, if you create something and it, it doesn't reflect who you want to be. Yeah. So it's interesting when you think about what you're putting out into the world. Yeah. This movie's heavy, guys. Mm -hmm. That's good. There's a lot more here than than we think. The, another thing that we haven't really talked about is this idea of worthiness. So does mm -hmm. technically does that mean that Tony's worthy since Vision was be was able to lift the hammer? Oh, Vision's and, and like Vision a reflection created. of Tony. Yeah, so is Tony worthy to lift the hammer? Maybe, but not in the form he's in. His yeah. his higher consciousness is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. His his I vision. Every goal is everyone's vision is worthy, worthy. to mm. lift the hammer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Not all. No one has. No yeah, one has. Well, no, but no one has the god complex to create their vision and put it out <laughs> to lift the hammer. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't need that's to be awesome seen. It doesn't need to be seen. <laughs> yeah, so it's the, it's the trauma well, and the pain that keeps them from me. Well, yeah. Well, and I think they're trying to prove to themselves that they're worthy, right? They're trying to prove to each other that they're worthy. Mm -hmm. And so like they're, yeah, you have the fun of lifting the hammer. That's a great way to introduce that concept. But I actually think like. As, as you continue watching the film, you kind of start to play with that idea in mind of, oh, these are just people who are not sure if they're actually worthy, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? And like Thor has a sense, even he knows he's worthy. Yeah. But even he, when he goes and has that vision, it he it creates a doubt in him mm -hmm. that maybe I'm not after all. Well, and that's why he has to go and- Even, is it Captain America? Who's, who lifts the hammer just a little bit? Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. Captain America. Thor questions his whole identity yeah. <laughs> instantly in that moment. It's like, oh, am I really worthy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, with that, I think Captain America wasn't worthy in that moment because he was still holding that secret from Tony that Bucky killed his parents. Because he was still oh, lying there's about still, that. There's, still, there's a lot of things yeah. about Cap that are kind of broken in yeah. this movie. I, I do like the part- Part where Vision just grabs the hammer and is like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and he gives it back to Thor and Thor just goes, well, all right. <laughs> he pats uh, Tony on the back. He's like, good job. Good job. That's a, that's a Dre moment. Like, that's all I needed to see. <laughs> oh, that is interesting he that he pats on. Tony yeah, he on the yeah. back for that. Yeah. Wow. Well done. <laughs> it's like he acknowledges that Tony's worthy. Yeah. 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 Even wow, uh, when he was good. explaining to when he came back, he was saying I, the visions told me that the mind stone in the middle of his head was the death of all the universe. And Cap was like, well, why'd you make it? Because Tony was right. He's like, oh, it's definitely the end. Just the pat. Like, yeah. He can hold the hammer. Vision can stay alive. He's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's fine. That's like a painfully humble move of Thor mm -hmm. acknowledging somebody is like, yeah, that, that's your that's the right path you're taking like yeah. that. Congratulations. But Thor is like pain to even say, say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it diminishes him. I don't know. He didn't seem that pained in the movie to say he's it. embarrassed. Yeah. When, when vision picks up the hammer, he's embarrassed. He's like uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Whoa, like yeah. how did you, <laughs> his ego is a little bit smaller. Really? Now I didn't, yeah. I didn't see him being embarrassed. I, yeah. He's like, he's like, he has no idea what to do. He's looking around. He's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Well, like I'd be pack. shocked too. Yeah. No, no one, no one picked up the hammer ever before. So yeah. yeah. All right. And like at the end of the movie, at least he's content with it. Like, yeah. He can pick up the hammer. But that's so much a part of Thor's identity. 
Yeah, he's it's, the only one that can pick that hammer. Yeah, right? that's true. So it's just ra- it rattles him. This yeah. is the first time in the MCU too that someone has lifted up the hammer right. besides him too. So yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're all very human in this movie. Well, and it's like it's Thor. it's really yeah. a path of becoming more human because you know we sang earlier just for fun. You know the got no strings on right mm-hmm. with Ultron. Now I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> But it's interesting because, in a way, the Avengers are kind of on strings. There, there, there's kind of a there, there's kind of something controlling them, and that is that fear and trauma. And that's the irony, is right, is that when you try to control something more, it actually controls you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening here is they need their strings cut, so to speak. They need to become more truly human and break free, but not become like Ultron. In doing that. Yeah. Because the fear and trauma is what's controlling their lives. It's what's holding them back from truly being a team. And so this really, I mean, this movie really at the end of the day is really, it it comes back to what does it mean to be a human being? Mm -hmm. So in a little bit of a sense, it's like a Derek movie, but (laughs) it really, it really does wrestle with that question because human beings, what happens when we try to outsource, you know, to some other thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like Ultron, like AI, what happens when we outsource to that? But then what happens also, because human beings do have fear and trauma that we have to deal with. And these narratives become dominant narratives in our lives if we allow them to. And it's like, if we literally, there's a book, called neuro narrative therapy that talks about narrative therapy in light of neuroscience and the brain. Mm. And it's interesting because what happens is we have all these memories around certain, you know, we could call them, you know, plot threads in our lives. And when trauma happens, it basically makes a connection through those, like through those different threads that's defined by that trauma and it gives a sense of identity, an identity statement that is to you about who you are in light of that trauma. So for example, if you were in a marriage and it was an abusive marriage and you were hit, beaten, whatever kind of abuse you were in for that, that trauma is going to that's going to be how you define that marriage. And what are you going to walk away with about yourself? You know, I'm unworthy. I'm a victim. I'm what, whatever, right? I'm not beautiful. There's different narratives. There's different things that you're going to create around that trauma in your mind. Yeah. And so how do we get healed from that? And that's that we have to be able to see a narrative out there that's better for our lives. And it's not a narrative that replaces the trauma and it doesn't erase the trauma. But what it does do is it takes the trauma and it puts it in a place to where it can be acknowledged as real, but also at the same time as incomplete. In other words, it's not the full story of who I am because who I am is so much more than my trauma and my fear. And that's like what a lot of narrative therapy is doing is it's trying to help people to see that there's always more to the story. And in Age of Ultron, vision really is the embodiment of that. And that is why Tony Stark is more worthy than he thinks. And that is why he's capable of so much more than 
he gives himself credit for. He doesn't have to outsource it to somewhere else. Yeah. He has the ability to be a protagonist that saves the world. And how beautiful is that? He made time travel. Just, <laughs> just got to say that too. He invented time travel. Banner helped him? No, he didn't help him. Oh, he didn't? No, he didn't help him. Banner tried to make his own time travel and he failed. Yeah. Tony made his own and succeeded. And that's how they got the Infinity Stones. That's cool. Yeah. Tony, all I got to say is Tony was carrying the MCU back in the day. It was on yeah. his back. Because <laughs> he put it, he put himself in position to carry the MCU. <laughs> uh, but, well, you know, semantics. So I guess, I guess, so is the first time that the dots in the story start to reconnect with Vision in the forest talking to Ultron, where he says that there's grace in their failings. Grace is that key word, right? Yeah. Because that's what Tony needs. Mm -hmm. Tony needs that grace for himself. Because when we get to Civil War, he's going to just... In Civil War, fear and trauma are still clouding his vision, but differently than yeah, here. It's more so guilt. Yeah. Well, and it's now like, okay, let me try to do something right. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that, and Civil War acknowledges that, is, again... He's not trying to do what's right with the people, mm -hmm. like alongside them. He's still trying to just do it with him, selfishly. with himself, yeah. selfishly, right? And that's why there's a civil war. Yeah. Is because, and, and listen, people will say like in civil war, like, oh man, Cap is so right. No, Team he's not, Cap. Bro. And I'm like, Cap is just as wrong as Tony, but yeah. in a different yeah. way. Because Cap's whole thing is he always wants a war. That's what mm -hmm. Ultron calls him out for. And yeah. he's right. Because Captain America ultimately wants the fight. Yeah. He's in the airport and he's like, yeah, we're going to fight. Mm -hmm. We're going to throw down. Gonna throw and I don't think Tony wanted to fight. No, like, he literally was trying to talk him down. Yeah, like, listen, like, I, yeah, like I don't want to have to fight. I want to, even when mm -hmm. he was talking to Natasha, my plan was to go easy on him. Dude, and that's part up. of, that's part of Captain America's trauma with war is that war salt fighting solves everything. War violence it's the only way to defeat, to get what I need. That's what he sees. And unfortunately, in Civil War, like with the airport battle, he gets proven to himself right. Like, yeah, we fought and then yeah. we did it. But then when he has the final fight with Tony in Civil War, yeah. and that's when it's different. Yeah. Because then Tony says... Oh, you're not, you don't deserve that shit. You don't my deserve father, that My father shield. made that shit. Yeah, aka you're not worthy to yeah. have it, right? And it gets capped a second guess like hmm is is this way of doing things yeah. really is that really it and yeah i mean i could go on there's a lot yeah. no i th it's cool and about the making it right thing even wanda comments on it when she's like where is the where's the yeah. cradle going yeah to start she said he'll do he'll do whatever it takes to make things right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where do you think ultron gets that from yeah yeah right once well, and Wanda and Pietro, they have their own trauma. Yeah. And it's and Stark is the face of that trauma mm -hmm. for them. But it's interesting because Hawkeye comes in and Hawkeye again, it's it's kind of like gives Wanda and Pietro a new narrative. So this idea here of their narrative is so clouded by trauma that they're willing to help Ultron to accomplish this. But there's something what we call in narrative therapy, the absent but implicit. There's something within Wanda that says this isn't right, mm -hmm. you know, and that we call that that's like a seed that speaks to the greater potential of another story. Mm -hmm. We call that the absent but implicit because it's there, but they don't see it. Mm. And then Hawkeye calls it out. 
when he says one of the best lines in the movie, the city's flying with robots and I have a bow and arrow and none of this makes sense. <laughs> this narrative is yeah. whack. It's crazy. But what are you going to do in it? I'm going out there because it's my job. I'm going out there because it's my job. You and he, yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder he, if he has a night that's job. That says nine to five. Yep. And he <laughs> calls. Out the middle of the time. He calls them into a better narrative. So you go and out the door, you're an Avenger. Yeah, that's yeah. how they become an Avenger, right? Yeah. Like they're they're called into something greater than themselves. And I think that's part of how we're healed from trauma and fear. Yeah. Is we mm, get called into something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. For all of us here, of course, that's with God, right? We talk about our relationship with God here and how that was that's a huge part of that narrative for us in yeah. terms of calling us out of that. There's so many different ways that this looks like though, that this healing can take place. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, I feel like what God has revealed to me as my higher purpose is to kind of be like a father in the sense to the next generation. Cause yeah. that's something I've had so much struggle with. Not well, saying my dad was completely absent in my life, but you know, there's, my my dad and I have have is, had issues. Have issues. Mm -hmm. um, we're not fully where I would like it to be. Yeah. Uh, but again, the Lord is has used that to yeah. build me in understanding what where I'm at now. Like with these kids that I work with now, well, that, able to help with them. Well, and that's part of your healing, right? Yeah. Is being able to work with them because then you can be the father that you didn't have. Yeah. And that's that's a new story there, and. You've been with the same group of kids. I think, what, this is your fourth year now, yeah. right? Working with a group of kids who are dealing with so much trauma. Yeah. And so you're seeing how trauma and fear cloud their vision. Yeah. How is your story and your experiences and what you've been through, how does that help you with the next generation and anyone as well that you interact with? How does yeah. that help to have a vision for their life that's not clouded by I, fear and trauma? I, because I've because I've gone out of that experience with trauma, now it's just, I don't want anyone or yeah. mostly these kids to go through the same type of trauma, go through the same type of anger, yeah. go through the same type of rage, go through the same type of wanting to just do things on their own and teaching them like there is a different way. I I get what you've gone through. I've, I kind of get what you go through, but there's another path than besides holding on to what, to your, to your frustrations, to everything that you're like that you're going through you know yeah so i think that's pretty much my direction from now just helping people or letting them know that they're not alone in what they've gone through but there is a brighter side on the end of it you know yeah that's beautiful and if any of you out there are listening and you want to get a better understanding of these different narratives, dominant narratives, preferred narratives, talking about fear and trauma clouding our vision, right? Then consider our Live a Meaningful Story coaching program. We really take the time to help you better understand your story, understand these different narratives. We talk about the brain as well. We talk about how we derive meaning from these different experiences and narratives in our lives and how does trauma cloud that meaning, but how does healing help us to live with greater meaning and purpose? And not just that, but also community, right? How do we work together Find a community of people that really help us to live out this healing and new narrative together. 
So we go on this journey through these narratives. And if that's something you're interested in or that speaks to you, then visit us at allthingsnarrative.com or the, at the link in the show notes in the description here. And you can learn more about this program and you could sign up for a free consultation and we can just talk about it and see if it's a good fit for you. But anyways, thank you guys for, you know, and Joe, especially yeah. for opening up and Thanks, talking about yeah. your life and eight, go, Avengers yeah, Age of Ultron. Know, I like this movie. Also, yeah. a little plug. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. One, one last thing. Yeah, go ahead. You, I also create my own stop motion animation movie. So, and I incorporate some things, you know, that I've gone through with my life as well through it. And pretty much it's a story about letting the old self die and being renewed in something better. So, um, and, and you've, you've got that through the characters. You've got mm -hmm. Joe and you've got Jerome. And I got right? Jerome. I got Sunstorm and I got Joseph. But, yeah. And, my next movie that should be released this year will be the finale of this of the series that I've been doing. Yeah. So we'll see how that concludes. At this point, I'm dead in the series. Spoilers. <laughs> That's yes. crazy. Yeah. So uh, I my YouTube page is Joe Lee Start 25. Joe Lee Space uh, Start 25. And there's a link to that as well here in the description. Bet. Go to so description. just click that. Check out Joe's work, and you'll you'll get to see through his art, through his films, his story come out in a way that's reminiscent of these comic book movies, right? That we yeah. talk about because every writer, every creator, every storyteller reflects a piece of themselves in what they do. And Joe, it's so awesome to watch your films and to see your heart and your story come through. I appreciate that. So. Everyone here is in it too. So, you know. Yeah, we're all in it at different points. It kills so. us all. I have not died. Well, I died. I, so I, I had an honorable odd. death though. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. One of Dick's way first bad. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And next time, join us as we dive into the final two episodes on this series on origin stories with Jason, yeah, Jason. talking about a film. We're not going to say what it is, but it is a romance sci-fi. It is a it's it's a rom-com, probably one of the slice best. of life. It's everything. What movie could possibly be everything <laughs> that Jason find would pick? out in the next Dragon You'll Ball have to Z find episode? Out. Oh, and it's a Criterion. Dragon Have fun. Ball. Dragon <laughs> Ball. I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Live a Meaningful Story podcast, produced by All Things Narrative. If you'd like to learn more about our coaching, workshops, events, please check out allthingsnarrative.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at all things narrative. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tune in next time as we continue exploring the stories we love and the stories we live. Take care.